You're currently listening to the free version of Let Me Talk. If you want longer ad-free episodes even earlier, then head over to lmtpod.com to find out how you can subscribe. Let me talk! Let me talk! Let me talk! Let me talk! One, two... Welcome to Let Me Talk, a Manchester City podcast with me, David Mooney, and the Athletics Man City correspondent, Sam Lee. Hello, Sam. Hello. If you're a new listener, then welcome. I've supported City my entire life, and Sam follows City home and away as part of his job as well. He'll be in Istanbul for the Champions League final, but we were both at Wembley for City's win over United this weekend, weren't we, Sam? (laughs) We were indeed. We were indeed. And (laughs) some of us us are still in London wondering how the hell they're going to get back to Manchester. But that's for another day. Ask me when we've won two is what Guardiola and City's players have been saying about the treble. Well, they've won two. What a privilege, yeah, of course, we have one game away. More than the fact for the treble will the fact to win the Champions League. For me, I would say it's incredibly remarkable in three years you have two final Champions League and one semi-final. That is incredible, but at the end you have to win it. I said to the players, you have to put the pressure yourself to be recognised something good. You have to, to win Europe. Sam, how are you feeling? Remarkably, for less than five hours sleep, uh, fine. Yeah? Yeah, not bad. Good night, wasn't it? Yeah, fuck yeah, it was, yeah. Good good God almighty. Well, I mean, it was a strange night, I'd say, Um, but I'm sure everyone had had their own ways of enjoying. And, oh, I mean, I don't want to go too far down the route of what we did because it's going to end up sounding like the preview show, which was clearly a fucking shambles. Um, I spoke to a mate before the game at Wembley and he was like I like the show but never do a preview show again <laughs> uh, which unfortunately we are doing one for the Champions League oh yes that'll be proper that'll be in the studio we'll have Nadem so that won't be I wouldn't have thought it won't be as chaotic as the other one um, yeah God if you score after 13 seconds with a volley like that you've got to win it basically like you can't have that goal not, not mean anything um, and God they got there in the end it was a bit grim though weren't it it was a bit grim that, that game. There were, there was... At half-time, I, at half-time, I was like, United are winning this. Yeah, there were spells which of is, grimness. Which is mad now in hindsight. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, there was a lot of spell the last 20 minutes, basically. Oh, God. Yeah, it wasn't uh, It wasn't the most comfortable I've ever been in a stadium, let's put it that way. Um, let's. I mean, let's start with, with Gundogan, because we can't not, can we? Um, I, I mean, if he hasn't yet earned himself a statue, he's probably earned himself the plinth <laughs> for it to go on, hasn't he? I mean, I, I, I when I'd like, I'd like to pinpoint the time I started mentioning it, like just like casually, just because I think that's how good he is. But now it's actually becoming a thing. Um, <laughs> two goals in the FA Cup final against United on the way to whatever, well, whatever, whatever this is going to be. Oh, how mad was that as well by Guardiola? It's not the winning the treble. Most important is the Champions League, and it's like, yeah, but. That's that's not true. <laughs> it's it is bigger. Like the treble is bigger than just the Champions League. But yeah, I know what he, I know what he means. Um, two two goals in that historic FA Cup final with everything it means is mad. Um, you like we can't keep raising the. You know, if we're like, oh oh, if he scores the winner in the Champions League final now, then definitely like, it, it's like surely that. That has been surpassed, really, in terms. Well, of... Well, we've we've kept raising the bar, and he keeps he keeps clearing the bar. So, like, yeah, I mean, I think company wouldn't have got a statue if it wasn't for that Leicester goal. I'm just going to throw that out there. Mm. 
I think you've said this before, and had... I think I reacted like that before as well. Kind of. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think people agree, but I think he needed that moment to kind of go, oh, yeah, yeah, this guy is fantastic, because I think it was harder to remember. Um, but then he banged that in, and then it was, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, let's get the statue worked on. But, I mean, Gundogan... I was going to say he's done more for City than company has, which isn't true because, you know, captain, he was there for the whole time and he was, kind of, you know, a massive part of the success, so it's not true. And he was there first. But everything I've just said about company does actually apply to Gundogan. You know, captain, been there a long time. Yeah. You know, big part of what they did. So Seen everything yeah. under Guardiola, yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, unbelievable. I mean, what a, what a start, though. I haven't actually seen... I've seen references to it, but I've not seen any videos of... and. This is very football Twitter accounty, but the limbs I've not I've not seen them properly, um, but I can only imagine like scoring that goal so early, how those celebrations would have been. Because I wasn't looking at the fans when it happened. I, I don't know what the fuck I was doing really, but it was just how has this happened? Well, you, you know, um, I, I it must have been some moment. I, I I'll be I'll be perfectly honest, Sam, because obviously I was sat in the in the fans section. Um, so like full disclosure for everyone who um who is listening, I uh, I go to most games with uh, my mum and dad. Uh, my mum has just had surgery, so we were. This was one of her first games back. And I like I was just being really protective, you know, in that way that like you kind of like, oh, are, yeah, are you yeah. all right? Is everything okay? Are you comfortable? That sort of thing. Um, and obviously the game kicks off, and so I'm not really paying that much attention to the game at this point because it's like it's like it's the first, it's yeah, the second. They're just moving yeah. it forward. Just, they're just lumping it forward. Like nothing's going to happen. So I looked up to the pitch to see the ball drop into Gundogan. And I was like, oh, he's going to hit this now, is he? Oh, he scored. Fantastic. That's just, oh, all right. Very first thing I see of the game is Gundogan just popping it in yeah. the net. Fantastic. Yeah. I, I honestly, it, it blew my mind, mate. It blew my mind. And again, like, it's got that element as well of it being not not just like a goal. Obviously, the Villa goal, it didn't matter where it was scored from. The, obviously, got two, but I mean the winner. It didn't matter where it was scored from, but it was scored from a yard. But this is... A, a great goal you know it's it's difficult to make football history individually at the moment because I feel like in terms of like mainly Premier League era but then I suppose by association you've got the FA Cup everything is like oh yeah well these are the legends and it's like Henri and um, Keane and Vieira and Gerrard and Lampard and base and like all the best goals like Michael Essien against Arsenal. Like, this was like 15 years ago. All of these things happened so long ago and it's really difficult to be to put in something modern because it just feels like too new and everything before was like, this is like prime Barclays era and nobody's disturbing this. And obviously by the time Guardiola leaves City, I think that order of players and goals and moments is going to be disrupted massively because everyone will go, right, okay. This is, you know, these, these lads are up there as well. But... In terms of like making FA Cup final history, like I didn't get a chance to say this before the game because I thought I might have been. If I'd have been asked about the occasion, because I did a couple of radio things, I would have said this feels like the only FA Cup final that's like really mattered to loads of people and people who are interested in for years. Because you know, City against Watford, Arsenal against Hull, Chelsea against Everton, the Cardiff Portsmouth. Um, United against whoever. Why can't I name a Man United FA Cup final in the last twenty years? Oh, Palace. You know what I mean? Like all of those games. You go, we know who the favourite is there. We might put it on, but it's not. It's not big. This was like a massively relevant game. 
And then, like, in terms of, like, memorable FA Cup finals, Liverpool-Arsenal, that Michael Owen one, which was, like, more than 20 years ago. Yeah. And and now it's like, oh, this wasn't a great game. That, but if that, you're was gonna, if, like, that was at the Millennium you, Stadium as well, wasn't it? It was that long ago. Yeah, yeah, I think it was. But then, and it, like, but now if, you, if you're chucking in, like, a montage of FA Cup final goals and moments, and you're not just, like, making up the numbers by you're putting in Aaron Ramsey scoring against Hull. Then, like this, that Gundogan goal, the first one in particular, it's a moment, isn't it? It's yeah. going to be on there. It is it, is going to be on there. Like people, you know, City fans, because there was there was a there's a wall, isn't there? At Wembley, it's like twenty five seconds, like the fastest goal, Louis Saha against Chelsea or whatever. Change that, like that. That's on the wall now. Thirteen seconds, Gundogan against United. Like it's absolutely mad. Yeah, um, and obviously that 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 Mark Goldbridge video is very <laughs> funny. Have you seen? Have I've, you seen, I've it? seen it. Yeah, I saw it on the way home. <laughs> yeah, it is, it is very funny. Yeah, I, mean, um, I, I don't know if he does it. I mean, I obviously does do it for effect, but I was I watched it when I got off the tube yesterday at like half eight or whatever, and I was like laughing in the street. It was very well delivered. Yeah, um, Guardiola was asked about uh, the uh, the opening goal, uh, and we got a little bit of an answer of that kickoff routine where they knock it back to the keeper and lump it yes. long. Uh, so uh, this is what he said: "The manager is a genius, you know that." <laughs> and I said, "Guys, Stefan, put the ball to Erling, flick the ball, and please, in the first touch, put the ball to the net." So that it was a strategy. We put the ball, but it's just to put pressure, not to score a goal. But sometimes football is happen. So and Ilkay, the talent and Ilkay, you know, is a is a special player. There we go. We've come full circle, Sam. We uh, we Mate. we lumped the ball forward yeah. to put them under pressure to start with. Yeah, like you, that. Full disclosure: that I'm probably going to end up either writing an article about that. Having like I've just made this decision decision in the last thirty seconds, or it will be like a big part of whatever article I have to write. Because let's face it, if City win the treble, what the hell What the hell else is there to say after having to write a thousand words every two days all season? But a City team, you know, all the passing and blah, 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 slow attack speed, possession, putting long ball forward to put pressure, like having the characteristics to be like, well, we're just going to put it down your throat and see how you deal with it. From the off like, as well, it's like it's, it's like the very it, first thing we're doing is that ball's yeah. going in the air right on your centre. I'll and see like, what you do. And obviously, like, and we're not just talking about the goal because you know it's the whole Guardiola thing of he talks more about intentions and outcomes, like just the intention, like to say, well, this is what we're going to do, and we can do it, and we believe we can do it, and like we're going to outfight you for the second balls. So, I mean, I've been talking about Gundogan on the second balls for years, and there it is. Like, I was speaking to I was speaking to Nadim in Madrid, and he was talking about it's so difficult as a defender when the ball's coming forward and you're kind of backpedaling under pressure and you know you're going to head it, but it's a nightmare because you know it's not going anywhere. Like, you've got you've got no power to put on that header. You're not clearing it 30 yards. Just you're just head heading it up. It up. Yeah. And if your midfield runners are anticipating that and are good at that, you're in a world of trouble. And that's what, that's exactly what, you know when Gundogan scored twice at Everton, but he also got the assist. That was exactly what happened. Oh, he was right back. It wasn't Godfrey, was it? Was he playing left back? Oh, no, it was, it was the... It was a young lad at Everton playing right back on the day. He just headed it up in the air like under pressure from Foden, I think. And Gundogan just went, yep, cheers. I'm going to nip in here and cross it. And I mean, as much as they've obviously got the physical presence in terms of Haaland, they, they've also got people who are aware. And as Mark Goldbridge said, actually, that <laughs> fair play if he was saying before the game, we've got to track the runners. Unless he was just going through every cliche in the book. Like, you do have to track the runners when it's City. Because a Gundogan especially will know where that ball's going to go. Um, 
And yeah, just added up to, yeah. That, yeah. Just, again, like a special, a special moment. Crazy. Okay, we're going to take a very short ad break now. When we come back, we'll hear from Guardiola talking about Ilkay Gundogan's future at the club and we'll look at the great performers in the FA Cup final. Let Me Talk is sponsored by you, the listeners. The best way to support the podcast is by subscribing via Memberful. You can pay as little as £2 per month, which gives you early access to all our podcasts ad-free, and they're packed with even more content. That gives you even more minutes of us to fill up your week. Subscribing is really easy, and the longer episodes will integrate seamlessly with your podcast app of choice, be it Spotify or Apple. Head over to lmtpod.com for more information on signing up and links to all of our socials. I've just thought of another one of uh, tracking the runners because I, w- I watched the highlights in the in the um, journey home as well, and uh, you know the one where De Bruyne wanted a penalty but didn't get it, where it was like yes. it just looked like the clearest penalty of of all time. Um, the 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 Stones pullback, the way Stones got to the byline, I can't remember who was. I think it was Fred who was supposed to be with him. It just runs with him to the edge of the box and then stops, and Stones just carries on. Get, uh, gets enough mm. Grealish and, and squares it into the middle, and I mean we'll come to Stones a bit a bit later on, but it was just another example of um, of United just completely ignoring the the City runners in behind and uh, and, and City almost benefiting from it, I guess. Um, still on Gundogan, there was a, there was a moment I uh, I messaged you about in the second half where uh, we have been we like the the City fan base has been totally totally brainwashed now by Guardiola. Um, because it had been end-to-end. Oh, yeah, yeah. There had been a couple of attacks. United had, a, a, had had a spell. City had had a spell. United had a spell. And it broke in the middle to Gundogan. And Haaland span and ran in behind. And it was one of those moments where you, where any normal football fan would be sitting there thinking, put him in, he's in. But just put, over the top, just put it in, into that space, and he'll run onto it. He'll probably score, make it 3-1, and you know, game's done and dusted. And Gundogan turned and kept possession, and the entire city, well, the the entire kind of block around me were just like, yeah, that's the right. Round of applause, like, yeah, yeah, that that's the right decision. Just keep it, make it, you know, make sure they've got have long possessions. That's what they need to do. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, yeah, it's mad, really. Because um, I, I, yeah, I know we've kind of said that a lot, and you know, Foden saying we were attacked too quickly in the Newcastle game and all that kind of stuff. But it is genuinely mad now that you know just. That that's just how Guardiola's football of this city team have come to be understood. That's how that's how it, it's got to be. To the yeah, like you say, like you can't really emphasize enough how unusual that is. I think um, may, maybe I'm maybe I'm doing people in the service, but yeah, you would you would go, yeah. Most, go, most go people think go for the throat. You've got you've got the chance well, to get also, in behind. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, and also, that, I mean, that's completely understandable because there was that there was that spell. After City scored the second, until about seventy minutes, maybe sixty-five, when it was like, okay, City are on top. They could really do with adding a third here. And then there was a few that just kept dropping past the post, or you know, went across the face of goal. And you think, just need to kill this off. And so that would have been a perfect opportunity to do it. But people appreciate that, yeah, like tactically, there are better options. I mean, I. Maybe you know. I obviously look at the way City play differently to how everyone listening to this does, um, and that's a bit more like, okay, well, what does Guardiola want to do? That was a good decision, but you don't expect, you know, that you wouldn't expect or need it or want it to be the same in the stands. But if people are like, yeah, yeah, good, and I remember, I remember it exactly. And 
Gundogan is well. That's part of the reason that what makes him great, isn't it? Is that he understands every moment exactly the right thing that needs to happen, basically. Um, and it is. It's just yeah. It, you can't put too far on a point on how unusual that is. Really, the people. That, oh yeah, good, good. I, 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 I don't know if that. No, that's not going to be the same. That's not going to be the same at other clubs. No, no. And in fact, I rem- the derby last season that was two 0 at Old Trafford. But it should have been like, well, should have been ten. Like it was just an absolute domination, wasn't it? Again, that was one of those where it was like, in terms of what fans have maybe previously wanted, that was like a go for the throat, um, add more goals, be more direct, that, take your man on. But obviously Guardiola was just like, no, we're passing this ball around, yeah. we're not giving it them back. That was the wise Foden um, not attacking his fullback uh, game, wasn't it? Yeah, 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 it was. Yeah, and he was like, well, just stay wide, put you know, get the ball, pass it back into the middle, and then wait for your chance, and they'll come. And he did get two chances, didn't he? Uh, or one at least, um, but yeah, and that was when it was. There was an obvious. I'm not, well, there, there's. I mean, even this season, like the first podcast we did was after Leipzig, and the whole basically theme of that was like, everybody wants City to do this, and Guardiola wants them to do that, and basically everyone's going to have to get used to it. Um, and obviously, since then, obviously they've they've found a better balance, um, and a large part of it has been John Stones going into midfield, which I. Think yeah, we did definitely do on that season review after Brentford, in terms of explaining how that works and practicalities of that, and it it's it's better now. But there is definitely a um, a a, diff- a big difference between what people want and what and what Guardiola wants. And I don't know. It'd be interesting to see how they approach the final. Obviously, that's that is for another day. But in in terms of because it's such a big game, are they just going to be like, well, if it's nil nil at half time, that's fine. You know, we don't want to be losing. We'll 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 keep them penned in, and we'll do our thing, and we'll do this, and we'll do this, and we'll do this. And people will probably be nervous about it, and it might not look like a good game. Um, but I could understand. I I mean, I could definitely understand if they did it. You know, that that would be very on brand with how they've approached away Champions League games. And I know it's not away, but it's massive, and it's not. And I, it's I, so think, I think crucially, and it's not, it's not at, at the Etihad. Yeah, that's the thing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I ask I asked Guardiola about that on on. Um, on Friday, like how how do you approach games like that? Basically, because away they've been cautious, at home they've been very aggressive, um, and I mean it wasn't a massively in, insightful answer. Um, just you know, just because I, I guess he either didn't want to give too much away or or whatever it may be, but that is that is going to be an interesting fact. I mean, maybe, maybe we'll get the clip um, for the actual preview show we do, but yeah, I mean. I mean, again, in terms of the game itself, going back to what I said before, like at halftime, I thought United were going to win because obviously the goal was unbelievable start. But United did actually make it very difficult in that first half for City to do what they normally do. Like it was very hard for them to play out, and they just had the ball up to Haaland, which did like threaten to to turn into something. But it was basically City's only way of of getting out of United's pressure, and it just it just seemed like you know United got back in it with that mad penalty and it, it just felt like if City weren't gonna um, improve and be do anything differently in the second half then you could just see you know United getting another goal from wherever yeah and and that being it but I, I, we had to, we've got to do like little blog contributions on the athletic and I was like you know Guardiola will be thinking of a way to, to sort this out and he did yeah um, we, 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 there's an article on the athletic not one that I've done about about those changes and again it was getting John Stones further forward and 
it was unbelievable. That, that video as well of him getting the ball on the edge of the box with like five players around him. Because I, I remember it happened at the time. Okay, they weren't all they weren't all closing him down at once, but he had like five players around him and it just faked to go towards his goal, drop the shoulder and he's just running through them all. Absolutely beautiful. Yeah. And in fact, something I'd like to mention, because, you know, in terms of, you know, Diaz is not the best on the ball for City, is he? In terms of, you know, Laporte's passing range is better, he can break the lines better, play into feet better, switch the play better, all that kind of stuff. But when we talk about being good on the ball, I think we've got to appreciate especially maybe given he's a bit more limited than somebody like Laporte or Stones, how brave Diaz is, because he'll just stand there with it. And that's, you know, kind of the deserve way of building up, you know, just stand there and wait and wait for people to move. And um, Stefan Ortega is very similar as well. He'll just stand there and wait um, and attack the pressure. And you just think Diaz does that so much. And sometimes, you know, he just has to, carry the ball, wander forward with it. And I mean, again, this is something that like a, to a professional, I, I guess, you don't mind it. But like, it'd be easy if you were just wandering around at Wembley with the ball at your feet. You'd be, you, you could, your mind could start racing. What you got to do? What, 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 what about this? What about that? What about this option? But he's just so calm. He'll stand there and wait. And then it comes and he just gives the right option. And it's not anything special, but it's the right thing to do. Yeah. And it, I always, I think that, yeah, there's not, there's no stat for like to quantify that element of being good on the ball, but like whatever that is, he's got it. Yeah, um, yeah, he's um, yeah, he's he's a character, isn't he? I think there, there, I think there, there was an interview where somebody said something about um, Diaz, but it's embargoed, so I can't mention it. Um, it was just a teammate saying something about him that would make this audience laugh. Um, we'll, we'll go back to it for the next show. You tease. But, um, and, uh, yeah, well, so, yeah, sorry. Also, like that, that picture I put on Twitter and on um, the LMT Instagram, I think, of him walking down the stairs with the trophy. It's like, hold on a minute. How have you ended up with that? Yeah. I mean, I, I guess it could have been anyone, but, of course, it was him. Uh, Gundogan walked down with the base. I was like, mate, give Gundogan the trophy. <laughs> he is the captain. Um, but, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, just yeah, just in terms of that, um, the passing ability that he's got, yeah, just having it, just holding the ball for so long, that should, we should definitely recognise that. Yeah, uh, just on Gundogan before we move on as well, uh, Guardiola was asked about his future and whether he could persuade him to stay. Um, this is what he said: He knows what I think. It's no no doubt, but, but maybe some of you know it. We are neighbours, neighbours. No United neighbors, no neighbors, neighbors. So we live in the same floor. Uh, so for many years, so he's a close friend of mine. So the player is exceptional. Uh, but hopefully we can finish in the good way. Chiki is working, and hopefully we can we can do it because the season has done uh, is just exceptional not being part in the important moments. I don't forget Aston Villa, the two goals to score, or this season many, many times scoring important goals is, is for the fact that uh, how important it is in many, many reasons. That's when good neighbours, Sam, become good friends. <laughs> yeah, very good. Um, neighbours, neighbours, yeah. very good. Um, I can't... I can't talk about Gundogan again. I just, it's, I just it, it's okay. I, um, I just wanted to like I, the idea has been floated that there that um, winning a treble might be uh, the way to sign off for him. Um, 
And yeah, somebody said that last night. Like, oh, do you not think if he wins a treble, he'd go? And I was like, yeah. I mean, the thing is, you could you could argue both ways. You could say, what? Like, look at these lads. Look at this environment we've got. Look what you're leaving. Yeah. And obviously, you know. Yeah, and I mean, you know, I think it was always his first option to stay at City, and you know, having look, you can get stability anywhere, and that's part. That's been a big part of it, hasn't it? Um, the the talk about his future because Barca will offer him a two year deal, and City are only offering one, basically. Um, so stability, you can get stability anywhere. Like if if Barca are going to offer you a two year deal, and you're just having the kids, okay, well, we're not set up there, but we'll go, and we will get set up, and at least we know what's happening. But yeah, if all, although he wants to stay at City, I think, or he, he did anyway, at least since the last time I checked. Um, and if they're working on that offer, and you've got the stability and the family situation and this amazing team, that's definitely, you know, that that is a lot of strong, compelling reasons that he will stay. Yeah, he's got good neighbours as yeah, well. He, good, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, God imagine. But also... It's also very tempting. Yeah, just go live in Barcelona for a bit, like try something new, end of your career. Um, I, I mean, I think they want him to play further forward, so he wouldn't be like a Busquets replacement. But imagine him, imagine him like with his with his cigar on, just like strolling around the midfield in La Liga. That'd be, I, I, I mean, I'd, I'd, obviously, I'd love to see him play for City, but I'd, I'd love to see him play for Barcelona as well. Just in terms of like just the the beauty of it and how it would work and different league and all this kind of stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, you could easily say, right, that's enough. But you could, you could say that about all of them. Um, but in most cases, you know, it's just go again. You, like, that winning is addictive. I always remember Carl Walker saying he was, like, the first time he won that Premier League, he was like, he's trying to win more and more and more. And obviously him and Stones being our big mates, they've just come through and like, done it all done it all together. Um, and like Haaland, obviously, he's just he's getting used to that now. He's seeing that now. But just the the way they celebrated that, it was like this. It was wild, wasn't it? Like they they absolutely loved it. That video I put on Twitter of them all celebrating and jumping up and down in the huddle, and then you know sprinting towards the city end. And just all that. Yeah, I mean they they know how in football terms how tough it is. Um, you know, in terms of like the fatigue and playing big games all the time, and you know it's it's grueling and whatever. And they know what's at stake in terms of it being United and how difficult they are and having to fight. And, you know, all of, our, all of what we were saying about how grim it was at the end and not hanging on, but just that feeling that while it's 2-1, anything could happen. I was, I was convinced there was going to be another goal. Um, it, it, even like when it got to the final whistle, I was like, oh, okay. Like, I, I didn't expect it to just end like it did, like with the winner being scored 30 minutes previously. I was like, "There's something's going to happen. And obviously that, those kind of two headers and the 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 scramble at the end for United was just like, the, you know, they did have to like fight all the way to the end. And after the Chelsea game, they all went out and had like a massive celebration anyway. But winning the league when someone else has done it is just not quite the same, is it? Like, it's great. But winning the league when new of the team has lost, it's not the same as the final whistle blowing and you've just earned it for yourself. But that yesterday, that final whistle was blown, and all the emotions of everything, and obviously what's to come, as well as what's happened, they all come out. And I guess it's I, I, player, I guess it's because you, why would you not want to be part of that? Yeah, I guess it's because uh, the difference being 
if you've put the hard work in over the course of months, then it's not happened. You haven't had to exert yourself on the day that it's happened. Whereas for the FA Cup, for instance, yeah. you like yeah, yeah. you've had to go through the exertion of that ninety minutes, and then the full time whistle's gone, and you've achieved it at that point. So it's not like like you have still achieved when, when like the Chelsea game, for instance, the, like City had still achieved it before that point, but they hadn't had to exert themselves on the moment they achieved it. If you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 for sure. For sure, um, but the, they are great at enjoying themselves. Like they will have, they will have a very heavy night. And there's kind of like what we were saying before. Like as as fans, like obviously everyone can choose the way to celebrate um, that that they need to or want to. But like just make make sure you do. But whether whether it's heavy or whether it you know just cherished in another way, just make sure you do do it. And they are very good at that because, like I say, yeah, they. They know that sacrifice. They know everything that goes into it. And then it's like, oh shit, well, we've won something. So now we better celebrate it. And again, Guardiola's doing the two days off at the start of the week. Um, have time to themselves and and go again, basically. He's very um, he's, he's very aware of that because... Um, oh, you've got to be. I don't, yeah. you, can't, you can't put in so much effort and then... I mean, he is relentless. But it, it like he is also um, like it's only something I've noticed recently. But he's given a couple of interviews and said a few things in press conferences where he's he's been like, we have to recognise what we've achieved and and yeah, and yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because otherwise, if you if you if you take like the Aston Villa game at the end of last season, like the new season starts in six weeks or less or whatever, yeah. and it's like if you if you're already they'll all be going yeah. like two days later they're on they're off if you're all, if you're all and then you and then you're back in for the grind yeah if you if you're focused on that then you like you get. Get to the end of your career and you've gone Christ I haven't enjoyed any of this yeah exactly I, I think I, I do think that's changed over the years as well um, because after the 100 point season I, was it I, maybe it was the same thing you know United lost to West Brom and they won the league and obviously they all went out like Guardiola had like a training session I think like a proper one because you know they said you know, Grealish said he's going to be in and do his recovery and Pep said you know there'll be a lot of players seeing the physio today you know just for like massages and whatever and all, all that recovery work and the water treatment and all that stuff um, but I think in 2018 when they won the league it was like right proper training session the next day because he was like I don't want this intensity to drop we've got to get 100 points but now it's like yeah go and get leathered meet Alton John like the funniest <laughs> videos and selfies on the face of the planet. Um, that was such a mad thing to see in the pub. Like, oh, okay. That's the team without John. And then obviously it was all over the City account as well with all the videos and stuff. Uh, that uh, in Talking about how you remember FA Cup finals in years to come, the Gundogan goals will be at the top of the list. And, you know, if they win the treble, then being part of that. But I think Alton John... Particularly the Foden selfie, that is going to be up there <laughs> in the, in the top five memories of the day. Obviously, you know people have got different memories of how they got there and where they celebrated and what they did after. But in terms of like the team itself, the Elton John stuff is going to be there. But yeah, now he's just like right, let's go and like celebrate, like make sure you do, and then yeah, we'll have we'll have two days and, and go again. That's it for the free version of Let Me Talk. If you want more from us, then we talk about the penalty given against Jack Grealish. We hear Guardiola's thoughts on that, and we look at how City's defence has developed this season. That's all on the members' content. Those ad-free episodes are longer and out earlier. All good fun, isn't it, Sam? Yeah, I hope so. Uh, Yeah, I feel like a a lot of (laughs) expectation on this podcast, having been such a momentous game, so I hope we deliver. 
Again, there's only one way to find out. Yeah, head over to lmtpod.com. Make sure you're following all of our socials as well as we've got lots of content around City's FA Cup final win and we'll be previewing the Champions League final in Istanbul. We'll see you next time. Thank you.